Well, here we are. Another loss, five in a row. Northwestern loses 42-7 to Wisconsin on homecoming. And yeah, let's talk about it. Five straight losses. You are Locked On Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Carter Bird, and thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every day for anything and everything Northwestern. We really appreciate it. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find us. Uh, We're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern and you can find us. Make sure you turn on notifications. Make sure you uh, subscribe. Um, Leave a a review. Leave a comment. We'd love to get your feedback. We'd love to make the show better. Uh, We'd love to interact with you as well. Well, here we are uh, just, uh, just a couple days after what what was a shocking shocking beatdown that Northwestern took uh at home on homecoming at the hands of Wisconsin you know this is that same Wisconsin team you know that was 2 and 3 coming in had kind of seemed like they were coming apart at the seams had lost a pair of Big 10 games had gotten beat at home by Washington State, who I'm still not sure how good they are, they had fired their coach on Sunday. Paul Chris, who'd been there for so long, won 70% of his games, gone. They were in a state of flux. They were in a transition stage. Jim Leonard, interim head coach, making his first appearance at the helm of this Wisconsin program. And they dominated Northwestern. From the word go, it was they asserted their will in this game. I mean, and Northwestern could not run the football. It was it was ugly. When when Northwestern can't run the ball, the offense doesn't really work. Uh, Helensky was bad. He had a bad game. He ended up leaving for a concussion in the early second half, but um, it was not a good day for him. Brendan Sullivan was okay. I mean, I thought he had some flashes at times, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Um, not enough out of the offense by any means. Didn't take advantage of your opportunities when you got down the field because there were opportunities. Some head-scratching decision-making uh, right before half for me, and I'll talk about that when we talk about the offense some. Um on defense, I mean, too many coverage busts, too slow. You just don't have the athletes right now to compete in, right now in these games. You got out physical, and that's the one place where Northwestern, like, that can't happen. Um, too many broken plays on offense. Um, there were interesting things. Like, like I said, Sullivan, Sullivan got going in a positive-ish direction at certain points. Um, you had, you had Anthony Tyus have some big plays. I thought, or some, some flashy plays, not big plays. He didn't, there really weren't many big plays, um, other than a 
screen pass and a one beautiful, beautiful ball that we'll talk about in a little bit by Brendan Sullivan. Just felt like felt like Jim Leonard in his debut just outcoached uh, Pat Fitzgerald and this Northwestern staff. They won the game in every phase. They outgained them. Uh, they were much better on third down because Northwestern was awful on third down. Um, Northwestern lost the, the the turnover battle, which was one of the keys coming into this game. Northwestern could not lose the turnover battle in a game. They really can't lose the turnover battle in any game they play the rest of the way if they're looking to compete, if they're looking to win games. But you had two interceptions, you had a fumble, and now you're sitting here one and five. And I don't really know. I guess later in this week we're going to talk about what what the future holds, but five straight losses after what was such an emotional win in Dublin against Nebraska, it really it felt like that was a springboard you into a solid season. And then you start losing games, and now they're just stacking up, and the schedule's only harder from here on out. It's just, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm a little bit in a state of shock, especially after what we saw in week one, in week zero, rather. Just, I thought this team had a mental toughness, had, thought we saw stuff out of the offense that has all but disappeared at this point. Uh, the defense. I thought played pretty physically against Nebraska. Well, they got pushed around on Saturday, and it's it's a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of negatives right now around the program. You do have the, the the future positives of new Ryan Field and all those great things, but right now, man, it's it's hard. It's hard to point to many things and feel confident about much going forward in this program this season. Just because you got heavily outgained. You get, they pass for more yards. They rush for more yards. You had fewer penalties, but every other stat in the game, you just got whooped. You got whooped by a Wisconsin team that I guess had that head coach, that interim head coach bounce that Fitz said he was hoping didn't exist and wasn't a real thing. But turns out it is. And uh, turns out that uh, Northwestern wasn't ready for the, the, the buzz saw that apparently Wisconsin was going to be in this game. And, uh, we're, we're going to talk more more about it. We're going to talk about the offense here in a second. But first, let's talk about our friends at Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe for my own home. They protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24/7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24/7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police and first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home and can't be reached. Simply Safe 
blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Smarter ways to detect motion that only alerts you when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, so time to. Uh, Kind of dig deeper into this because I think that there's a lot that needs to be um, dug into and taken away from this game. Um, things that maybe are starting to to unravel and show negative signs moving forward. Uh, but let's start with the offense. Look, you were really, really bad on third down. You were 3 of 13 on third down. You only averaged 5 yards of play, 2.9 yards per rush. Halinski was not good. He was 10 of 22, 45% completion percentage, 147 yards, 0 touchdowns, 2 interceptions. Both those were not good either. They were really, really bad. I, I went, And we'll talk about them here in a second. But 14.7 yards per completion. 6.68 yards per attempt. Brendan Sullivan got some drives early, but had to come in mainly in relief for Halinski. He was 11 of 17, 65 yards, 114, or 65% rather, 114 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, 10.36 yards per completion, 6.71 yards per attempt. So was a lot more consistent actually getting the ball in his playmaker's hands. Um, didn't push the ball down the field quite as much. Um, but he also had that touchdown and no interceptions. Alinsky's two picks, both were awful decisions. The first pick was forced into triple coverage, uh, looking for Malik Washington on a third and long, and it's just a ball that you can't throw. You can't, I mean, he's under pressure. You have to figure out a way to throw it away, to be honest, and just punt. Um, would have potentially put you in in a better field position battle, help the defense get a better stop. Um, second pick was down in the red zone after staring down a, a receiver. It's also a misread. Like if you go back and watch the play, the the number one receiver on that side, so closest to the formation, he is running almost like a whip route, and that's where the ball should go. He has, the defender has this like out, outside leverage where there's room to the inside to kind of just toss it in there and pick up the first down. Instead, you saw Halinski stare down his number two guy on the outside and throw a ball that was late. Safety crashes on it. Safety picks it off. It's going the other way for a big return. Um, Sullivan, I thought he used his legs um, to a degree that we have. We don't really see that often out of Ryan Halinski. 
10 rushes, 33 yards, 3.3 yard average. Um, he showed some flashes though. He really did. He had some, he had some good balls. Um, he had an awesome 41 yard ball to Bryce Kurtz up the right sideline. That may be the ball of the year by any of these Northwestern quarterbacks. Really impressive. I mean, it was phenomenal, but the issue of this offense comes back to this, this offense works the best when Northwestern can run the football past few times out they have not been able to do that at 27 total rushes in this game for 79 yards 2.9 yards per carry brendan sullivan your backup quarterback who basically had a drive or two and then got in the game in the second half after your starter went out he led the team in rushing with 33 yards on his 10 carries anthony tyus your third string running back was next he had four rushes for 18 yards, four and a half a pop. He had, I will say, in the fourth quarter, he had one of the just nastiest cuts I've ever seen. Just absolutely broke some dude's ankles. Really just turned his ankles to jelly. Guy falls over into the into the play. He picks up a big, like, seven, eight yards. Um, Evan Hole, your stud. Nine rushes, 13 yards. For 1.4 yards per carry, that's not good enough. Andrew Clare, two for 10. It's your most effective rusher uh, on yards per carry. Ryan Helensky had three yards on one carry. And then Cam Porter had one rush for two yards. You're you're not going to get it done when you're rushing for that little amount of yardage. It's just, it's not effective. In the passing game, you did have a few guys come up with some big receptions. I, I appreciated the fact that Evan Hole was involved. Four for 62 he had a 45-yard screen. Donnie Navarro, 4 for 44, had a 21-yard long. Malik Washington, 3 for 29. You expect him to get the ball more as your number one receiver. Bryce Kurtz is kind of starting to settle into more of a bigger play kind of guy. 2 for 66 with that 41-yard just beauty ball by Brendan Sullivan. Great catch, phenomenal throw, great catch. Really the best play Northwestern had on offense, most impressive play. Uh, the backs had seven catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. Tight ends that have been increasingly involved just all of a sudden weren't there. I mean, you didn't you didn't see them involved hardly at all. Just two get two grabs on four targets. Uh, the offensive line they graded out fine. Um, Skaronsky had the highest grade of the offensive line, number five uh, on the whole offense. 64.5 grade, one of his lower ones of the year. 89.5 run block grade, 45.8, or no, 89.5 pass block grade, 45.8 run block grade. So another rough day on the ground for him, but his pass blocking is phenomenal. Josh Preeb at left guard, uh, 57.7 grade, 55.2 pass block, 56 run block. Kind of consist- consistently just meh. I mean, he just he struggled. There was no area where it was like he struggled way worse than the other one. Um, Charlie Schmidt at center, 59.2 pro football focus grade, 64.8 pass block, 55.9 run block. Again, struggled in the run run game, but that's the theme for these guys. Vincent Picazzi, 61.3 overall grade, 66 pass block, 58.4 run block. 
run game significantly worse than the past game there. I mean, eight points in the grade um, from each other. Uh, and then finally, Ethan Wiedeker, 59.7 grade, 71.6 pass block grade, 57.6 run block grade. Look, pass block grades were good enough to be effective, um, but you couldn't run. And you and this, this offensive line had to deal with pressure all the time in this game, and that was kind of the story that that I thought I thought Jim Leonard wanted to make it very, very hard for Northwestern to run the ball, and he did. Uh, and then when Brendan Sullivan got in there, he was trying to put pressure on him, and it led to led to uh, a sack, and it led to a fumble, a forced fumble, uh, and that was the third turnover of the game for Northwestern. And when you're turning the ball over three times as an offense, it's not good. It's it's pretty pretty rough. I mean, you did it last week, the year, the week before at Penn State, but that's okay because it was a little bit in the rain, and uh, it was very much in the rain. But you forced five turnovers on defense. Defense didn't force any this time, but um, you you just weren't effective. And when you got in the red zone, when you got in the red zone, you didn't get much. You got one touchdown. You had a you had an interception at the Wisconsin 13-yard line. And then you had a missed field goal from the Wisconsin 3. And I want to talk about that for a second. You're down 28 nothing. Two seconds left from the Wisconsin 3-yard line. And you run the field goal unit out there. To me, that was a defeatist move. I hated that. That was one of the... It was so frustrating to watch. Because you took a four-score game, 28 points, and you turned it into a four-score game. Like, if you want to get back in that game at all, if you want to go into the to, to, to the locker room with any confidence at all, you have to score a touchdown there. But you didn't. You kicked a field goal, and you missed from 20. That can't happen. That can't happen. And it's just, it's, you had three drives inside the Wisconsin 40-yard line. You score a touchdown, you miss a field goal, throw a pick. You have two more drives that reach Wisconsin territory. You punt, and you fumble. It's not good enough. If you're, you, when you cross the 55 times, you got to come, come away with more than seven points. You just have to. And Big Ten game now, you have to. Because seven points, seven points is not good enough to win a game right now, especially with the with the way the, the Northwestern defense is playing. But I was frustrated with the fact that Northwestern went the length of the field right before half. And they get down there, three seconds or two seconds left. Fitz puts out the field goal unit. And yeah, you had a bunch of chances in a row inside the 10-yard line. And Halinski was he was close to throwing a touchdown pass a few different times, just couldn't get it figured out, just didn't work. But man, if that didn't tell me, if I if that's a white flag feeling moment to run the field goal unit out there. And then it's just a total gut punch when they miss from 20. 
it's not good enough. It's not good enough. I hated that moment. It, it was frustrating. Um, and you know, I'm curious to see how Northwestern bounces bounces back from that from this game offensively as they move forward on the schedule. But it's gonna be something I keep an eye on. It was a rough game on offense, but okay, we gotta look at the defense here in a second. But first, let's talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcast, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to Bet Online or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. Well, now let's talk about this this Northwestern defense because it wasn't pretty. <laughs> it wasn't pretty at all. You allow 515 yards. Mertz threw five touchdown passes. Mertz looked unbelievable. You made you made Graham Mertz look like a Heisman candidate. Braylon Allen, he had a touchdown pass too, which is <laughs> trick play, got you fooled. Just too many coverage busts. I mean, it's it's tough to watch. There's too many coverage busts. Guys running wide up and down the field. Key players running wide up and down the field. Linebackers matched up with their their slot receiver in coverage. Just getting burnt because they don't have the speed. A lot of awful, awful angles. Really bad tackling. Probably the most missed tackles I've seen in a game all year out of Northwestern's defense was was this one on Saturday. They look slow. They look slow. They weren't physical enough. I mean, you got torched, absolutely torched in the first half. 350 yards. And how much of that second half was Jim Leonard kind of turning it down, kind of sitting on the ball, kind of just trying to shorten the game, get to the finish line. Too many explosive plays. 11 explosive plays for 277 yards. Huge pass plays. Six 20-plus-yard pass plays allowed. Two 40-plus-yard pass plays allowed. Just wasn't good enough. You allowed Graham Mertz to go 20 of 29, 69% completion percentage, 299 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. You got no pressure on him. I think you had one quarterback hurry and zero sacks. I mean, you got picked apart by Graham Mertz, who I don't think is a that great of a quarterback in this conference. There are a few guys I would pick ahead of him. Tamir DK, the slot receiver, leading receiver on this team, he torched you. He went 25, or he went 10 receptions, 25 receptions on the year. 10 receptions, 185 yards, three touchdowns. And there were plays where he's catching balls and just running away from dudes. Just running away from guys, or he's wide open. Guys are taking brutal angles, and he's burning all the angles, and he's just blowing by them. 
and they might as well not be there for huge plays. Braylon Allen at running back, 23 carries, 135 yards, and a passing touchdown. But, yeah, it really, there wasn't a lot of positives. He didn't stop the 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 star the quarterback, the star running back, and the leading re- receiver, the three stars of this offense, didn't stop any of them. You allowed ten of fourteen conversions on third down, seventy one point four percent. It's never going to get it done. Way too high. Zero sacks, just two tackles for loss. Five point one yards per carry. yards per completion, 10.73 yards per attempt. So every time they threw a pass, they're getting a first down on the numbers. Zero turnovers forced. You're so slow. You were, they were just more physical than you. They wanted it more. They wanted it more for their interim coach. They were mad that their head coach was fired. They wanted it more for their interim coach. Boston coverages all over the place don't help. He's got out-athleted. He really did. I mean, it was remarkable just how dominant Wisconsin's offense looked at times. And it was frustrating to watch a Northwestern defense that I thought was moving in a positive direction just kind of get beat up, get beat up, get picked on and you look up you look up in the fourth quarter and it's 42 to 7 when the clock's when the clock hits zero just all all the way around offense defense special teams shocking performance shocking Luke Akers punted the ball well Probably the most consistent performance by anybody on the team. But missed field goal from 20 yards. It's, it's an extra point. Can't happen. Can't happen. And I'm curious to see how this team picks itself up off the mat. It's probably going to do it for today's episode. I know it was a little more doom and gloom, but there's not a lot of positives when you lose five straight and the last one being a 35-point blowout. Um, yeah, thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen for anything and everything Northwestern. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever. We're also on YouTube at Locked On Northwestern. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you turn on notifications. Make sure you leave a comment, a review. We'd love to get your feedback. We'd love love to make the show better. Um, and yeah, I mean, you can follow me. I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can follow me on social media at CarterBird13 on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, before we let you go, as Big Ten fans, we all need to know what our teams are up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen. Locked On big 10 all right well that's gonna do it and kind of we're gonna dive into some of the woes on the side of the ball and what to do at quarterback what do we think about the the two's performance this week uh what do we what do we like what do we didn't what we didn't like 
we may talk a little basketball because uh, there is a new commitment there. Um, yeah, we're going to have a show for you every day this week uh, on Locked On Nor- Northwestern for the bye week, and then we'll start turning the uh, attention to the next game. And uh, But, yeah, appreciate you listening, and we will see you next time.